welcome to my show. My name's Irene Cook. I'm your host, and you're listening to Trustology. Trustology is my podcast where I talk about real life stories from real life people from which I work with every single day. So I hope you enjoy these stories and more so, I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Trustology, the podcasts that help you trust the process. Well, what happens when you know how to trust the process? You understand that this process works. You wholeheartedly embrace the process and you love it until about... 7 p.m. And then it gets tossed out the window. Where does that trust go? Oh, let's see, approximately, let's see, uh, when you're just done with those last few bites of dinner. Um, Does this sound familiar? I hope that this doesn't offend you. I'm trying to make light of this matter. And and truthfully, if you know me, if you have listened to my shows, if you have read my book, Girlfriend's Guide to Weight Loss, it comes as no surprise that this is my hour of demise. Um, It is something that I have struggled with since the beginning of diet time. Um, I, I, I still struggle with it. Um, lucky for me, I have gotten uh, my metabolism uh, at a point where I am able to handle the small slips that come my way um, when I do fall uh, to the victim of the naughty nightstand. And if you haven't listened to the show that I've done uh, on Trosology, titled The Naughty Nightstand. I'll tell you to go back and find it because I did talk about that naughty nightstand and it's not what you think. Uh, So get your minds out of the gutter. It is that nightstand that sits next to the couch that we tend to put all of those temptations on, or at least all the wrappers (laughs) of, of the temptations that we should not have eaten. So I ask you, Um, Or I should say many people ask me, what happens? We log all day long. We stay on the program all day long. Uh, We wake up in the morning with this mission set in stone that we are going to stay on path. Um, And until uh, we make it all the way to dinner, um, we enjoy our healthy dinner with all of the right components. Um, But sometimes, even as we're eating our dinner, we're planning our attack. (laughs) And again, I'm speaking from experience. Um, And I'm just going to share just some recent uh, experiences with you um, because I am personally faced with a new uh, uh, restriction that I have to add into my world. And I haven't shared this publicly yet, so uh, this is the first time I'm actually announcing it. But 
Um, I am going to uh, uh, take dairy out of my diet uh, due to a uh, medical suggestion that was made uh, due to some some tests that had come back, some inflammation that has shown up, and I'm I'm trying to rule out dairy. Um, and I'm actually going to do a show uh, coming up on Get You Fit about uh, inflammation and understanding. Uh, you know, what inflammation means and how to properly um, eliminate foods out of your diet. So regardless, um, this is this has been hard for me. Um, I, I realize that uh, a lot of you are dairy free. And once you once you master it, I'm sure that it will come easy. But dairy is in a lot of foods that you might not realize. Um, I've never been a milk drinker. Um, I've never liked milk. But um, there is dairy in ice cream. Uh, there's dairy in a lot of the healthy desserts that I make. Um, there's dairy in chocolate. There's dairy in all sorts of things. And so how is it that I am able to make it through the entire day? Um, taking out my Greek yogurt that I love so much. You guys have heard me talking about this Greek yogurt. I'm able to take that out. I'm able to take out cheese. I'm able to take out all the other things that have dairy. Uh, make it all the way until dinner. Um, literally clean up from dinner, put my plate away. Um, and then I sit down and immediately short circuit. I immediately go to negative town. And uh, despite all of my actions, despite all of my uh, attempts, um, I, I head into the kitchen um, and it all goes out the window. Um, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Now, if it is not dairy for you, uh, it might be chocolate. It might be just anything. It might just be you breaking your commitment to your program. It might just be you uh, succumbing to your weakness. Um, and how does this happen? Um, and it, it, it subsequently always happens at night. So through a lot of uh, research and, and thinking uh, on my own part, now keep in mind, there's, there's two uh, complete different um, perceptions, uh, in my opinion, between research and practicality. Um, you could take all the world of research and you could put it up against a practical uh, experience and they might not meet eye to eye. And as somebody that has experienced this for years, still does, and as somebody that works with people um, that struggle with this, um, I can tell you that there are a lot of parallels between the research uh, and the actual experience versus uh, actions that I see in people's behaviors. Um, well, based on experience, if you are uh, exhausted, if you are tired, your guard is down, um, you are more apt to succumb to your weakness. Um, this is just plain, simple math. Um, Put that up against research. Now, what research states is when we get to the point where our willpower is exhausted, 
we are no longer capable of exercising the strength needed to make logical decisions. Now, I want to kind of reiterate and give you a little uh, bounce back speech on what I mean by willpower. Now, initially, you hear the word willpower, you instantly think of your ability to make a logical decision, your ability to sustain uh, your commitment to a program, your ability to say no to something you shouldn't be eating. Okay, and that is that is correct. But willpower is actually a muscle. Um, it is it is no different than an actual physical muscle on your body. Um, and I want you to look at it that way. The only thing different about it is willpower is a mental strength. Um, it is not a physical strength. But I want you to comparatively listen to this uh, and comparatively put the two side by side. So just like your physical strength. Um, if you were planning on helping your best friend move out of her house on Saturday, would you go and do a long, intense CrossFit workout on Friday, followed by a 5k run uh, immediately after that, that would exhaust your physical strength? Um, knowing that you're going to go over there Friday night, you're going to help her pack, and you're going to spend the night, wake up in the morning, and help her move. Your physical strength will have been impacted uh, because you have exhausted your muscles prior to that event. Um, you know not to do that, and if you do, you know that your strength will just not be there. Um, and so, so that is plain and simple. We get that. Now, as far as uh, emotional strength, emotional willpower, um, it really does work the same. Um, and it is, is not always food related. So let's go back to first thing in the morning. You wake up from a sleep, whether it was a good night's sleep or not the best, but regardless, you slept, you rested, um, you're fresh. That muscle is fresh. Uh, you are able to make those decisions. Uh, there is no resistance at all on that emotional muscle. Uh, your willpower is fresh as can be. Um, you're able to pull through the entire day. Now, you're making food decisions every single second of the day. You don't realize it, but uh, the average person makes over 200 food decisions in a day. And uh, again, this is research-based. So, so the food decisions um, aren't as, as uh, uh, point blank as you think. The food decisions aren't as uh, zeroed in on uh, the, the, the choices you make, such as should I have a bowl of Lucky Charms this morning or should I stick to my healthy omelet? Um, that's a given. Uh, there's small food decisions throughout the day, such as should I take that last bite of my three-year-old's uh, Pop-Tart? That's a food decision. Should I throw in an extra tablespoon of coffee creamer? That's a food decision. Should I stop at Starbucks and have my favorite latte? That's a food decision. We're constantly making them. Um, you might walk past a candy jar. That's a food decision. So so compound that throughout the day. Uh, your muscle 
is being exerted. Um, you don't realize it because this is just part of your every single day. Um, and so now we get to that hour where you are tired. Um, and without you realizing it, um, you don't have the capacity um, to exercise that muscle. Um, and to take it a step further, research shows that even if there were not food decisions that have exhausted your willpower. Um, if you have had stressful situations, um, if you have a job that is causing your brain to have to um, make higher level thinking decisions, um, you are having to manage a lot of situations, you are exhausting that muscle. Um, and I'm going to give you a really quick study that really changed the way that I think about this. Um, they took, uh, researchers took two groups of college students. Um, they separated them in two separate rooms. Um, they were given their exam for their class that they were taking. One group uh, before their exam was shown a scary clip. It was like a 10 minute clip of of somebody being chased through a, a forest um, and there were all these, these uh, traps and, and uh, maneuvers that they had to get through in order to get out of, of the forest, okay? Um, then uh, the other group was shown this peaceful, very zen, uh, same, same amount of time clip that was very pleasurable. Um, it had, uh, you know, peaceful music. There was nothing stressful about it whatsoever. Um, they were both given the exam. Um, at the time of them leaving the room, uh, there was candy put out in the exit room. Uh, the amount of candy that the average person took upon exiting was triple in the exam room in which the stressful non-peaceful film was shown. Uh, the time of day was parallel, all components were parallel. The stressful movie caused the participants to lower their inhibitions, causing them to eat the candy. Um, and there were no dietary uh, implications whatsoever involved in the, the people being studied. Um, so it just goes to show you that when we are stressed out, when we are tired, even if it's just a normal part of your every single day. So now let's take it a step further. You are somebody that surrenders to your weakness every single night. Um, and you know this about you. Um, it is now your habit. It is now the thing that you do. It is now that one piece of you, you can't change. And if you are successful with dieting, if you are successful with your eating program, up until that hour, um, you're wearing that on your sleep and you know it's going to happen. So a couple things are occurring here. One, um, you're walking right into this, knowing that it's going to happen. Preconceived notion. Uh, two, you have developed a habit that is really hard to break. Um, because like any habit, uh, you are thriving on this now. 
And uh, the good news is, is it, it can be undone. So, so now that you know all this, what can you do about it? Um, well, there's, there's lots of things. One, you can't change your day. You can't lower your inhibitions. You can't take stressful situations out of your world. Um, but what you can do is go into this with the awareness that this is happening. Um, go into this with the awareness that you know uh, that you are not strong at that moment and you were more likely, are more likely uh, to make poor food decisions, just like you would be if you did a very intense workout and then ran a 5K and then were asked at the last minute to, to help move a, a dresser. Um, you would right away know that that would impact uh, your your routine, your your level of strength, I should say. Um, and so so that will be helpful for one. Two, um, try to create new habits. Um, don't stop blogging. Uh, you know that this is going to happen. So it's important that you maintain that blogging. And also, um, you have to go into this. Um, simply said, with the idea, with the thought that you will not meet your goals um, unless you change this piece of behavior. Um, because uh, we come home from work, we take off the clothes that fit our bodies a little snug, and we put on our loose clothes. And so now we don't feel when our clothes are feeling tight. Um, so that is going to increase the chances of us overeating. Um, so when you come home tonight, if you are somebody that falls into this dangerous trap, um, you need to tell yourself, I'm putting on my cozy clothes, but I'm not going to go into this uh, overeating. Make an oath to yourself that you are going to log what you eat after dinner um, and ask yourself, what is going to make this better. Um, on a scale of one to 10, what will make you feel better if you are right now feeling like you're a five? Um, and evaluate that. Um, because what happens also is we are really, really close to bedtime. And when we are really, really close to bedtime, we know that our behaviors um, and what we've done is something that we don't really have to deal with for the rest of the day, because the rest of the day might only be a few hours. Um, and uh, our calories don't reset at midnight. Um, you know this. And dealing with the consequences the next morning is painful. But we have this amazing ability to uh, be able to flip a switch and compensate for what we've done the night before simply by uh, talking ourselves off the ledge and starting the day fresh, uh, telling ourselves that I am going to have a good day today. I am going to pursue all of the things that I need to to get, our, get myself on track. And quickly, we forget about the behavior that we did the night before. Um, and so, so myself, personally, um, uh, I can tell you that uh, oftentimes when I fall into this this trap, um, I will I will stand in the kitchen and literally say to myself, I don't care. 
um, I, I really don't care uh, that I am eating dairy right now. Uh, it can't possibly hurt me that much. I will start tomorrow. Um, and so, so when that happens to you, because I know it does, um, uh, this, is, this is my strategy. Um, right, wrong, and different. I want you to keep a tally of all the nights that you do go off track. Um, there's something to be said about seeing the number of, of nights. I'm, I'm not talking about the calories. I'm not talking about the damage. I'm just speaking of the number of occurrences of, of you surrendering to your weakness. Um, there's something to be said about wrapping your brain around the logic um, at the end of the month, looking at that and seeing that 23 out of the 31 days were you surrendering to your weakness. Um, because even if you know that you do this, um, I know I do this, uh, there's something to be said about me looking at this tally chart uh, that I have taped to the back of my cabinets um, uh, growing each month. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you, uh, of all the times that I have put a tally on this tally chart, I've never done it at night. Uh, because we are in this denial mode. We are in this, uh, I don't care, fuck it is a mode. And uh, that's not what I'm asking you to do. But the next day, when you are in that refreshed state of mind, I want you to put a tally. Um, because that tally is really going to hit home. And it is going to lower the chances of you having to put another tally up on that chart. So um, I hope this helps. I really do. And uh, tally away, guys. Uh, it will definitely help. Um, and if it's not nighttime eating, uh, try the tally chart for any other habit that you're trying to change. So enjoy your day and enjoy the week. you enjoyed my show. I broadcast from Anchor. Anchor's done right at home and I feed it through Spotify, Spotify and Apple. So if you enjoyed my show, definitely give me a thumbs up on my ratings. If you want more information about any of my programs, you could reach me at www.getyoufitfitnessandnutrition.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.